Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. Every year, Christians around the world from many traditions commit the month of September as a season of creation to celebrate uh, the earth God gave us in prayer and in action. The season begins September 1, yesterday, the day of prayer for creation. It runs through October 4, which is the date of the feast that many Christian traditions observe for St. Francis of Assisi. St. Francis is widely associated with nature and for Catholics is the patron saint of those who promote ecology. So the theme of this year's celebration is walking together. All of these great things we can think about as we Think about spring. Every morning you get up and there's something just new in the air and the jasmine starts to bloom and you, oh my goodness, things are starting to happen again. You know, it's beyond, the winter blues are chased away. And Common Grace, a group that we speak about often, it's a movement really of Christians, have a a really helpful, um, I can even use the word bunch, it just seems so earthy, well that'll do, bunch of resources for this, a bouquet of resources (laughs) for this month, starting today with something from their Aboriginal spokesperson, Brooke Prentice, uh, a proud reflection on all of creation from an Aboriginal perspective. Scott Sanders is the CEO of Common Grace. I think increasingly we're seeing talk of climate change and caring for the environment as being hijacked as a political thing that Christians don't need to think all that much about. But at its heart, at the heart of the Christian faith, is a call to care for God's beautiful earth. Um, and so we thought, well, how do we how do we re-engage Christians on this this idea that God calls us to look after the earth around us, that we are a part of creation and we're called to, to work with God to renew and restore and preserve that creation. Uh, and so we thought, well, what if we use this season, this season of creation, um, this liturgical moment in the Christian calendar uh, to invite Christians to think about the beauty of God's creation and take some time to explore what that is. And as we were thinking about this as an idea to do, we thought, well, look, we have to start with the voice of of First Nations peoples, those who are God placed here in this land uh, since time immemorial to really be the custodians, the caretakers of this land. And so that's a an exciting thing for us to have our Aboriginal spokesperson book um, launching the series today with a perspective on uh, wisdom and connection to land for First Nations peoples, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, uh, can teach us about what God calls us to do in terms of caring for his beautiful earth. That's, it's a wonderful perspective, and you're quite right. We um, objectify creation sometimes. We say, look, it's an object out there. We're not part of it. We have to do things to it in order to restore it. But actually, um, God placed us in the garden. We were part of creation. We were his creation. We were just a special part of it, the culmination, if you like. Yeah, well, that's right. I think I think rather than objectify, it's almost we elevate ourselves above creation, right? Good as point. though we're somehow the pinnacle of creation, which gives us a responsibility to lord that authority over creation, instead of realizing that we've been called to, to service. That stewardship is about service. Um, you know, the pinnacle of creation is rest. <laughs> it's not humanity. It's it's God resting and letting creation be creation. Um, that which created having life and breath, and we're called to be a part of that and to to express the creativity of God in our own connection to creation. It's a a kind of a beautiful thing. You you feel it when you you see a beautiful, um, you're at a lookout and you look across or you're on a hot day, you're caught in the the ocean uh, as a cool wave just cools you down and just being swamped by the immensity of the ocean, like these feelings where we're we're dwarfed by creation um, and it's this incredible um, connection that we can feel and have, but what does it mean for us to actually um, uh, 
to act responsibly with that creation, particularly when we think about how we can harm that creation. Um, we can deconstruct that creation or we can be a part of, of renewing and restoring. And, and the more we learn about um, our changing environment and the human impact on it, the greater the Christian voice needs to be um, as champions of that environment, saying, you know, God calls us to care for his beautiful earth. Um, this is the heart of our faith. We are going to be known as, uh, as people who live this out. Yeah, there's a lot of disagreement when you depart from those beautiful, simple truths and it becomes political. You're quite right, and it's become political within faith-based circles as well, how your creation theology plays out in your political action, whether you believe in climate change or not and so on. And I don't actually want to go down that path in this conversation, but I want to say to you that just, just to acknowledge that it's there as a thing, that's a thing we have to deal with, I want to say to you that what you remind me of, and you talk about being at a lookout, and you've mm. you've written about the Barara Valley bushland, which I know really yeah. well, and it's so deeply ingrained in who you are, I know, because you grew up there. Mm. We, we don't take enough time to just dwell in creation, do we, to rest? Mm. Well, I think that's the incredible thing about beauty. Beauty is often seen as this um, uh, this maybe sometimes passive thing, but actually beauty is, is a powerful conviction. Um, if we can be sitting in those places that overwhelm us, the beauty of creation or the, the beauty of our neighbour in need and, and what it means for us to actually respond to that, that seeing um, the places that we love um, really grounds our conviction uh, that God actually calls us to look after this planet. Um, that we have one planet that we know can sustain um, uh, life and we're living on it. And actually, I heard this incredible thing the other day, um, this consistent thing that astronauts who leave our atmosphere have. They call it the overview effect. Um, and the moment they leave their atmosphere and they're departed from the Earth, which has, has nourished them and sustained them um, as it does all life, uh, they have this incredible uh, sense of appreciation of, of what our common home is, that place that we live together. Um, from the richest people to the poorest, every culture, every denomination, every historical story that we have, every war that has been fought, um, we, we live here on this home. Um, and it's just as profound as they depart from that earth, this profound longing they have to be a part of it, mm. which I just, I mean, I don't ever plan on going to space, but I can... <laughs> I can relate. I have this photo on the desktop of my wallpaper on my computer, yeah. which is this NASA photo um, of a, a reef and just flying over a reef. And it's this beautiful picture of what the Earth looks like from a distance. Mm. Um, it's, it's this picture, this kind of idea that, that God is above uh, and within creation simultaneously, um, that, uh, that he is the creator, um, but we also have the ability to see him in everything that has been created. Um, it's, it's a profoundly uh, uh, enriching experience to be able to place ourselves there. But then the question comes is, well, what do we do with that? Is, is, is it just about appreciating it or does appreciation lead to action if we see that something is being harmed or there is an injustice of sorts? And what might it look like for us to mm. uh, not just appreciate the beauty of creation but work towards preserving and restoring that beauty? Mm. Scott Sanders is with us from the Common Grace Movement. Scott, there's um, the culmination. You said the culmination of creation was rest, and there's no doubt that's the the original ac account. So shalom, the the resting in thing, um, a sense of peace. You could also say the culmination of creation is God's incarnation as Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. 
in the very body that he gave us, in the very place in which he gave us to live. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, the infinite took on flesh, and what's the message version? Moved into the neighbourhood. Yeah. Um, uh, the word became flesh. Like it, it's this idea that that God Himself revealed Himself through creation, mm. that we might actually be able to to comprehend the the um, the craziness of grace um, that uh, through through um, Christ Himself. Um, becoming a servant uh, and obedient to the point of death, um, but ultimately resurrected and, and raised uh, the right hand of God. That, and uh, that thereby, so, and that yeah. renewal, yeah. that's another culmination, isn't it? And, and that's the end right there. And mm. all things can be made, will be made new. And mm. so we will enter into a new creation. It's actually a new mm. heaven and a mm. new earth. Mm. And it'll be like the first one, but without the effects of sin in a fallen world. Mm. And when you think about beauty, do you think about about that, I wonder? I, well, yeah, that's, um, it's interesting. I, I do think about that. I think there's, a, there's a, I guess, a, that eschatological vision, that that's picture of, exactly. of wholeness that we long for, that, yeah. that one day that which is broken will be made ultimately whole, and we, we have that promise in the resurrection of Christ. But at the same time, um, I'm learning uh, in this season of life for me that there's incredible beauty and brokenness as well. It's actually in our capacity to um, realize that life is difficult. Uh, it's, it's, the, um, it's the black backdrop which provides contrast, um, mm-hmm. that faithfulness happens in the midst of, uh, uh, of adversity and that God is present, not um, uh, necessarily in the objectively beautiful things that we point to, but actually uh, in the beauty of brokenness, um, that, that, blood bro- uh, that, that body broken, blood poured out um, uh, for the renewal of all things. It's, it's a, a thing that I'm, I'm maybe learning in, um, uh, in ways that I never quite expected, but um, just, just realizing that it's that idea that the, the, the first shall be last uh, I've been thinking about recently, not because um, uh, I've always thought it as this idea that God will go to the back of the line and say, you come up front because you guys have, have been without, but actually those who are at the back of the line are the closest <laughs> to the kingdom of God because the, the entrance is through is through repentance and vulnerability. Um, it's not through achievement and power. It's actually through sacrifice um, uh, and, uh, and and what it looks like to actually open ourselves to receive um, grace and let grace love and transform our lives. Yes. And blessed are the poor in spirit. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a, there's a whole month ahead of uh, people who follow Common Grace. So where do they go to get hold of these resources that will help prompt their thinking this month? Yeah, so each Sunday, so five Sundays in September, we'll be um, releasing another reflection from someone from our team, um, looking at a different part of creation and uh, the beauty of creation, but also the, the need for us to, to preserve and restore that creation. Um, that's each Sunday. You can sign up um, on our website, so it's just commongrace.org.au, and there's a link there on the homepage to God's Beautiful Earth, that's the name of the series, and you can sign up for updates in your email, or you can follow along on Facebook. Scott Sanders, he's the CEO of that movement, Common Grace. If you had signed up, you would have received uh, Brooke Prentice's um, devotional. For today, she's a Waka Waka woman. She's an Aboriginal Christian leader. We've had her on this program in the past, and she lives in uh, Brisbane. This is part of what she wrote. This is beautiful. Each morning I walk along the seashore and watch the sunrise. I see pelicans glide onto the water's surface, see fish 
jump into the air from the sea, and a green sea turtle raise its head above the water. I listen to rainbow lorikeets partying in the bottle brush flowers, hear the Australian pied oyster catcher as they forage through the rocks, and hear magpies warbling, Good morning. I pay attention to the words spoken by the waves, gently crashing on the shore, the splashes on the rocks, and the gentle breeze through the she-oaks and gum trees. I listen deeply. And she goes on to talk about Dadiri, which you may remember we had a, a great interview with Miriam Rose Ungamar from the Northern Territory last year about this practice of deep listening. It really started to make me think more about listening, experiencing, just stopping to enjoy creation in exactly the way Brooke writes about, exactly the way that Scott was talking about. That's worth getting hold of that series. commongrace.org.au slash God's Beautiful Earth. You'll find it there. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.